Hello, 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 lovers. And thank you so much for clicking and choosing to tune into episode two of What I Want to Know Is with Alta B. Lawrence. But before we get started, I want you to listen to this one. That's right. I've got my drink. Clink, clink. Get your drink. Sit pretty and let's get into it. If it's your first time tuning in, thank you so much for choosing to listen to me. And if you're a return listener, thank you so much for continuing on this journey with me. Now, today I am strapping on my seatbelt and getting into me navigating my early 30s and what this is actually coming with. Because, woo! To say that I feel overwhelmed, confused, would be an understatement. So I recently had a chat with my brother. My brother is 28 years old. And he told me that he feels like he doesn't have it together. And that he's far from reaching his goals. He's torn in between his two careers. One of it being his passions. And him feeling like this is his purpose. And that the unfortunate part of it is that it's not really bringing in the money at the moment. On the other hand... He's employed as someone in the corporate industry and it doesn't excite him. It pays the bills, but it comes with stress that he rather would not have. And he is sitting here at a crossroads saying, you know what? I love both, but one feeds me in a way that the other doesn't. And at the end of our conversation, he asked me if he's doing the right thing. He asked me for reassurance and I sat there opposite him asking myself, Am I even qualified? Am I qualified to give my brother advice? Am I qualified to give him advice on, on what to choose and what choice to make when it comes to his career? Am I qualified to give him this type of advice? Because what if I tell him something and he ends up making the wrong decision? Does it come back to me? Does it become a altivist, but if you didn't tell me to do that, I wouldn't have done that and now I'm in this position because of you. And I hesitated, but then I stepped into my sisterly role and I'm just like, you know what? I love you. And everything that I'm telling you is coming from a place of love. And we had such a beautiful conversation that I would like to think gave him clarity and not me essentially making the decision for him, but me equipping him with the tools to making the decision for himself. And in the same breath, assuring him that whatever decision he makes, that I'll be there for him. That if he falls, that I'll catch him. That if he succeeds, I'll be there celebrating with him. And I believe those were the right words that he needed at the time. And then I thought, man, he's 28 and he's confused. I'm 32 and I don't even have my shit together. <laughs> and then I thought of the concept of aging. And I thought of the concept of aging because number one, hip hip hooray to me, it's my birthday. If you're listening to this, I turned 32 on the 14th of March. And I feel like I even forgot. Like I know I'm 30 something, I know I'm 32, but it didn't feel like a thing. I thought it would, I anticipated that it would. I expected another shift or another revelation or another aha moment, but it just didn't come. But after having the conversation with my brother, and it brought me back to the concept of aging. The first thing being the fear of aging. And it being an actual phobia called Garaskophobia. And I also hope that I'm pronouncing it correctly. Please, please, grammar police, hold your horses. But it's called Garaskophobia. 
that being the abnormal and incessant fear of growing older. And I wonder why the hell are we scared of this thing? And it made me realize that there are so many fears surrounding it and I can understand why people are afraid of it because there's a fear related to the fear of change. Our bodies are changing. Our personal circumstances are changing. We also fear the unknown. We fear the lack of control over life. At the crux of it is our mortality. No matter how many squats I do, no matter how much broccoli I eat or marathons I run or liters of water that I drink, we are mortals. And you can try and plan as best as you can, but the end is the end. And yes, <laughs> that sounds so morbid, but but that's just what it is. And so I can understand why there is that particular fear, but also the fear of not living life to its fullest. Now, this one is not necessarily related to aging, but what we experience, what we experience through life and with life and with people and the things and the nights that you regret and the people you wish you've never met or, or the things you wish, the shoulda, woulda, couldas of life. And the first thing that came to my mind was YOLO. Remember that? YOLO, just doing whatever you want and the notion of you only living once and us being reckless and irresponsible under the guise that there is only one life. And oftentimes, as much as it can be, man, I'm excited to do this, it's also, I am afraid of not being able to do this, so I'm going to do it right now. And irrespective of what the consequences are, A, YOLO. And then you think of young people that we've lost and the 27s club and us losing artists at their prime, for lack of a better term, at 27 years old. And you sitting here and we jamming their albums and their LPs and we're looking at their artworks and we reminiscing on people that we probably haven't met in real life, but people whose passion and whose art have moved us to such great extents where we have these visceral feelings even and wondering, damn, what would they be doing if they were here right now? Where would they be? What would she be looking at? What would he be looking like? What would she be sounding like? Nah, man, they would have tapped out by now. Man, this album would have sucked. And <laughs> it really is scary. So I can't take away from the people who fear that because I fear that too. But then on the other end, I actually am excited about aging. Because after being scared for so long, there's just something or a switch that flipped, I think in my heart and in my spirit and in my mind, when I reassessed how I looked at aging and actually seeing it as a blessing and an experience that so many people have been robbed of. People like your peers, people maybe older than you, younger than you, dying at infancy, dying before you're a teenager and there's illnesses and succumbing to so many things. And here you are sitting, listening to this and you're still alive. And please don't get me wrong, I'm terrified because it feels like as much as I have things planned out, it'll never be enough because life is just that, it's unpredictable. I can plan, but I will never be able to plan enough because when that curveball hits me, sometimes our planning goes out the window. But apart from the fear-mongering and the doubt and the invasive thoughts that might be crippling, you know, you, sometimes you sit back, well, I sit back and I say, damn, I'm in this mug. And I have to make the best with what I've got because I'm here right now. And that is, 
probably a living in the present and you have to feel this way you're supposed to feel this way being guilt tripped into being grateful and no but sometimes you just have to sit back and you have to shut things out and you're like there is nothing else there's only this and there's only now and what do i do with that and in lieu of feeling that way there are days where i just don't feel like being here and this is not related to suicidal thoughts and ideations but just being despondent wishing i can go into a deep sleep for a very long time because i feel helpless because i'm alive but i don't want to be dead please please let's not get that wrong i don't want to be dead i just don't want to be alive for a particular amount of time hoping that when i wake up things will get better you know sleeping beauty syndrome maybe not a prince kissing me while i'm asleep you know but just wanting to be asleep and when you wake up that the bad dreams are gone and that this is not your reality and waking up to a different scenario or a different reality and these are oscillating feelings that need to be paid attention to and me needing to know how to handle it so it doesn't become recurring and it doesn't get to a point where these thoughts control me i need to be alive and present so that i know how to control it but I'm also not going to dismiss it and say that it doesn't exist, that I don't feel this way and that everything's perfect because it isn't. And as I age, sitting here at 32, I'm like, damn, the goalposts just keep shifting. The moment you think you've achieved something, you reflect and you're like, oh, damn, this was hot a few years ago, but now it doesn't pop. This used to make sense at 27, but now at 30-something, it just doesn't. Or back in the day when your parents and your elders talked to you, or your cousins even, and they let you know what was the in thing or how you had to operate at 21, 25, 27, 30, jumping over 30, 31, 32, deep in your 30s. You're sitting there and thinking, I do not relate to this. And my early 30s are feeling like I'm riding the wave of my late 20s because I just haven't settled into my age or rather this new decade. I don't know what the hell is happening. Okay, it's my first time here. In the words of, of, of all South Africans, I've just arrived. I have just arrived. And I don't know what's happening. And speaking of South Africa, in a country where 35 plus years old is not considered as youth, but our people in the government are. <laughs> They're running up youth leagues, starting things at 104. And apparently uh, they're of age. But you know what? Let, let's, let's not make it about that right now. But 35 plus not being considered as a youth. And now you're here, sitting in the deep end, overthinking, just angry and mad and not knowing what to do. Actually, you're actually sinking. Because come 35, if you don't have it together, then you're lost. So you feel like you're in a constant rat race and you're running and you're chasing. And that there is just no universal handbook that shows us how to do this life thing, how to do this aging thing. And this wants me, or rather it's prompting me to want to speak about, you know, magazines and and all these think pieces about how women age and what's hot in your 20s and how we should dress in your 30s and in your 40s, how to look better. Like it's never enough. I'll never be enough because aging as a woman is not praised and it's not taken seriously. And to some people, it's a taboo. 
How you choose to age becomes a taboo. Choosing to age naturally, whatever that means in your book, could be seen as a taboo. Not wanting to do anything to or with your body, be it cosmetic surgery, etc., etc. Some people are vilified. And props to people that actually do. I think you're, you're so brave. And I'm not even trying to body shame or trying to be ageist. But there's just too much to do. There's a rule book for women. But men who look like wrinkled up... <laughs> ball sacks <laughs> men who just look nasty or or not necessarily appealing at a particular age are given such grace that women aren't given and even that needs to change but the underlying statement is that there just isn't a universal handbook that shows us how to do this but also now it feeling that being 30 is the new 20 40 being the new 30 who's dictating all of this Who's saying that this is how it's supposed to go? This is how we're supposed to feel. This is how life is supposed to be made. And I've got the answer. I'd like to bring it back to social media. Social media now becoming the template to life and how it is to be lived. And we talking about soft life. You know, I know you guys have seen those hashtags, soft life and what, and what luxury is and what luxury looks like and the filters and the, and the placements and the positioning and everything looking picture perfect. And it essentially becoming the way to live. And you feeling weird that it's not what you want. I feel weird that that's not what I want. I feel weird that my idea of soft life isn't what I'm seeing. I feel weird. I feel, I feel, I feel whack, actually. I feel like I don't fit in. But also us comparing lives and lifestyles and me feeling like I'm just not working hard enough. And this is an honest question. Now, when you log onto Instagram or Twitter and you follow a particular influencer or celebrity or, or just someone that you look up to, I, I don't know, just someone that you might not even follow, but someone that has come across your timeline, looking at how they live their life or the pictures that they've posted and you feeling like ass after that, who fixes that? Because it's not their problem that you came across their content, but you don't have to sit and check yourself. And sometimes I find myself in that position and it's not them, it's me. And I wholeheartedly believe for that reason that comparison really is the thief of joy. We become ungrateful for what we have and the work that we are putting in to get to where we want to be because we're constantly comparing ourselves. And I can feel that way because I'm sitting here at 32, I'm looking at people killing it in their 20s. There are teenagers making triple, quadruple our parents' salaries, our salaries. And you feel like, man, either I wish I could go back in time or man, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And you sit there feeling horrible about yourself. But then we also need to ask ourselves, what are some people doing to have what they have? And are you willing to do the same? Because we look at all things beautiful, all things that are glittering, all things that are gold, but we don't know what people are doing to get what they have that they put out there for you to see. And the only reason why I ask that question is also because of the industry that I'm in. And I think that I've mentioned before that I'm in the arts and entertainment industry. I'm an actor and I've got 
social media profiles. I'm on social media. And I remember when I was trying to look for, for a manager and asking for guidance about, hey man, how do I get myself out there? How do I become seen? Not for the wrong things, but just like I need some sort of social media presence so that people can say, hey, for this campaign, there's this girl, for this, there's this girl recommending me in this instance. And I remember being asked to take more sexier photos, photos with less clothes on, more bikini photos, um, also being told, hey man, Altspeace, maybe you should wear more makeup in your photos. Also, hey, you should be going out to more parties and, and going out to XYZ places because these type of people hang around there. There is this director and this celeb and this singer and, and, and this camera guy that hang out at these particular restaurants and bars and, and clubs. And if you can get a photo with them, don't underestimate the power of association. Me being associated with popular people. And I sat there and I'm like, I feel horrible. Because I remember trying to do a cat eye and it just looking like pure hot shit. And I'm just like, I'm trying to post this to look cute and look hot and be attractive so that hopefully I can be aligned and I have this particular brand as the sexy girl and the funny girl and the whatever type of girl and also being seen in pictures with particular people that have prominence, whether online and offline, so that people can look at me and say, oh, damn, she knows him. Oh, she knows her. Oh, damn, we definitely have to align ourselves with Alta Bees. And it made me feel horrible. And so I scrapped that idea. And then another thought came to mind when it came to me aging and me navigating right now my early 30s, trying to shed off my late 20s. And what the hell is this age coming with? And something that is just ringing loud and ringing true is stability. The career path that I've chosen the career path that you have probably chosen and fearing that you won't be as secured as your peers who might be in corporate jobs, who have, have a monthly salary, who have that income where they know I can cover my car, I can cover my place, I can get groceries, I can also afford nice times with my salary and you having to do 45 jobs as a freelancer to try and cover maybe just, just your car or just your apartment. Maybe even having to share your apartment because you're not making ends meet. So I'm sitting here as a freelancer like, damn, I should have listened to my parents. I should have done that degree. I shouldn't have, have, have probably done this. And this is not me even bashing my parents because they, they support me. They are my pillars and they have my back. No matter what, they will go to the deepest depths with me and they will even rise with me. But sometimes I just wish, again, the shoulda, woulda, coulda, should have chosen a different career path. I would have been more successful right now. And I could have done this as a side hustle and still be as successful. But not only choosing the career path that you're in or where you currently are, but also the fear of wanting to change career paths at this age. I don't know if I want to change career paths now at 32. You know, I'm, I'm sort of kind of unhappy. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I feel like I knew my purpose, but now I'm chasing a different one, even though it's not clear. I don't know what the hell it is that I'm doing right now. And then the secondhand embarrassment with, oh, you failed at doing what you said you're going to be successful at. 
And also feeling like 32 is too late to start and having people at 60 telling you their life stories about how they had an idea and they did it. And they started it on a notepad and they started it on on their phone and they spoke to one friend and they had no equipment and here they are successful and when i say successful i'm not necessarily saying being a multi-billionaire but just them being happy and being fulfilled and being aware of their purpose and that for me is rich that is wealth when it comes to me and also wondering what will my family say if I had to change my career path right now, the fear of disappointing the people that you love, the fear of disappointing people that you look up to, the fear of disappointing people that look up to you. Because oftentimes we don't know who's looking at us when we are looking at other people. How do I explain to, to the girl and boy or the young man and young woman that walk up to me and say, oh, damn, you love acting so much and I want to act. And it's because of you that I want to do this. And me giving them dap and encouraging them. But somewhere in a different room in my soul, I'm thinking, man, I hope you don't. But I wish you would. Because it is that beautiful. And I do love it so much. And even while being unhappy and unfulfilled and trying to redirect or trying to find my true purpose even because i don't feel like i've been living in my purpose i do love what i do but it doesn't mean that i can't be scared and so while celebrating my birthday it doesn't feel like a big hoo-ha it actually feels like the age where i'm pulling myself towards myself and having to mend and patch and oftentimes tear off and maybe change the design and change the color and go back to the to the drawing board. That's what it feels like right now. So my current state of being with everything that I've just mentioned is I'm 32 and I'm floating. I'm 32 and I'm fabulous. I'm 32 and I'm so grateful. I'm 32 and I'm trying. I'm actively working towards the things that I want for myself. And I want genuine joy. And I want happiness. And I want an on-fire relationship with God. And I want a calm and a peace. And I don't want to be in a position where I lack. I'm trying to rebuild things that I've messed up. Myself included relationships with my family, spending more time with my family, acts of service, doing things that I love with them and for them. I'm trying to rebuild my body because I haven't been treating myself well in that department in terms of what I eat, what I put into it. What is my gift back to myself? It's my body. It's what I have. This is my machine and I haven't really been servicing it well. But also, Trying to rebuild my mental health. We know that everything comes from the heart. And everything comes from the mind. And if those things aren't operating at their optimum, which they won't always be, but it needs to be in a good condition for me. For me to be the best altavis that I can be in that moment. For myself first. Before I can be that for anyone else. 
And I'm not taking for granted that I'm still here. I'm still here. And as long as that is true, it is my responsibility to myself to never, ever, ever give up. So what I want to know is, are we taking our 30s too seriously? Or should we treat it as the new 20s and just live? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. Hopefully you don't feel too morbid after this. <laughs> or that I didn't put you on a downer. Let me get my drink so I can finish this outro. Thank you for listening to me and taking the time to listen to this episode. Please like, please share this, please leave a comment and do give me a follow if you want to hear more from me and of me. Don't forget to also share about the things that you'd like me to talk about or just share your views. I'd love to hear them. All right, ciao. That's it from me. And I'm going to see you on the flip. Bye.